Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke AME Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at stlukegarland.org. Now, get ready for the word. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house or the couch or wherever you may be watching from this morning. Uh, Let us go into the house of the Lord. This still is the day that the Lord has made and we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship, and thank you to our Sunday hosts for moving us forward in worship. Your participation is absolutely appreciated, and we thank you for your sacrifice and safe participation and being able to continue to worship together in this way until we come back together again. We want to be able to acknowledge our St. Luke sharers, those of you who have taken the time to share this worship experience on your timelines and invited persons into our virtual sanctuary this morning. So I want to thank those of you uh, who have done so and have become a St. Luke sharer this morning. I want to thank our leadership, uh, Stan McKenzie and Bishop Vashti McKenzie, presiding elder uh, Muse and first lady Muse for being a St. Luke Luke Sharer, we want to thank God for our viewers, Sandra Lucas and Mia Harvey and Tulsa Nixon and Joy Marie Lewis for being a St. Luke Sharer over the past couple of weeks. And so come on and invite someone to worship with us this morning. Become a St. Luke Sharer so we can shout your name out and thank you for inviting persons to church this morning. For we as a church are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are a church family who desires to grow and serve together. And we have to do our part. So if you would, for the very first time this morning, hit that share button. Because someone that is on your timeline, someone that may be connected to you, may just need to hear this word this morning. So church family, for the time that has been allotted me in this preaching moment, I want you to know that this will be an interactive sermon. And it's just like in our tradition, your pastor loves to hear you talk back to her. And so this morning, I'm telling you now that this sermon is going to be interactive. I don't know about you, but the the word just hits different uh, when we participate. And so if you would just pray as we go forth in the word and if you find it within yourself participate by typing in the comments hitting the like button hitting the heart button and just participate while i'm preaching is that all right is that all right and turn with me if you will either in your physical bible or locate in your bible at the book of philippians the fourth chapter and we'll be reading together verses six and seven This morning, I will be lifting the NIV version in your hearing. Read with me as I read aloud. The Bible says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you bless this word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. The title of this message this morning is Peace is Coming. Come on and type for me, Peace is Coming. It is the second Sunday of Advent and Advent celebrates the coming of Christ. Advent literally means coming. It means the arrival. And each year at the end of the year, we pause to reflect and thank God for his arrival on earth in flesh form. We pause this second Sunday of celebration to recognize that when Jesus came to earth, he came, as the prophet Isaiah said, as the Prince of Peace. Celebrating this season of preparation for the peace, as the book of Luke tells us, is the peace to all. He's perfect peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. That means it cannot be comprehended how peace can just come over you in times in which you should be feeling upset, dejected, neglected, stressed, worried, or anxious. He shows up. Peace. Come on and type peace for me this morning. That's good news all by itself, that in the time in which we are living, where there is something to worry about day after day, and sometimes hour after hour. We live in a time where we know that stress and anxiety is truly the number one pre-existing condition, where it seems like true peace, come on and type peace, it's hard to find through the weight of worry. It's, it's hard to find peace when stress, worry, and anxiety is wreaking havoc and weakening the body, tension, Stress, muscle aches, stress, elevated blood pressure, stress, headaches and migraines, stress, trouble sleeping, stress, few short, stress, tension in your personal relationships, stress, depression, stress. And how did we get to this place? When over 2000 years ago, Jesus came to be peace to all. How did we get to this place? Come on, somebody asked me how. I'm glad you asked. We're human. Well, we can get to the place where the only thing that we seem to focus on is what is right in front of our purview. And instead of focusing on what isn't going right, instead of focusing on what hasn't happened yet, instead of focusing on the not yet and get stressed out about the gap that's between point A and point B, God wants us to remember this morning that peace is coming. As we prepare for the celebration, for the coming of Christ, God is saying, I see you. I see what you have been through and I see what you are dealing with. God is saying, I know it may not seem like it, but listen, today, this moment, this year, today, this moment, this year will not overtake you. 
And all you need to remember is that peace is coming. Did you hear what I said, St. Luke? God is saying this morning that peace is coming. Peace is coming. Peace is coming. Peace, peace, peace. The word peace in Hebrew, as it was written, is shalom. It actually means beyond peace. It means wholeness. It means completeness. It means prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. One word in the Hebrew, shalom, takes on all of those meanings. And what God is saying to us this morning, he is saying, I know what it may look like. He's saying, I know what you have been through. He's saying, I know it may not seem like it, but peace is coming. Peace is coming. It's a new day. Peace is coming. And the apostle Paul writes this letter to the church in Philippi from what scholars believe is a Roman jail, a place that certainly would cause anxiety, stress, and worry. And you see, Paul had always wanted to go to Rome to preach because he knew if he got to Rome, that there he would be able to spread the word of God and Christianity to the world. However, it did not go exactly as he had planned it. He suffered some setbacks, if you will, and ended up in as a prisoner in jail. And while in captivity and house arrest with different guards on him every eight hours, Paul pens this letter of inspiration to the church. And the letter starts off by reminding the church to rejoice. Come on and type rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always in every situation and in every season. Rejoice in the good times and rejoice in the most difficult times. Rejoice when the economy is strong. And rejoice when the economy is not strong. Rejoice despite who our president is and rejoice in times where things are settled and rejoice when things are in transition. Rejoice when we are well and healthy and rejoice when we are battling sickness and don't know what's going on in our body. Rejoice when you're working from home and rejoice when you have been laid off. Paul writes, rejoice. And again, I say, Rejoice. Paul, who himself is not in a situation that anyone would rejoice over, still has the faith to encourage others who would have loved to trade places with. He would have loved to trade places with any of them. And then Paul takes another step further and writes, do not be anxious about anything. And the original translation not only translates to anything, but it translates to mean anyone. In other words, Paul wrote, do not stress over anything and do not stress over anyone. These things that we go through in, in life are a part of life. They cannot they can be overwhelming, but we cannot get so stuck here. We can't allow ourselves to get stuck in a time or a season or an era. We cannot just settle and plant ourselves in a moment just so that we can see and can't see how this situation is going to work itself out. So why are we worried? Do not stress over difficult situations. Do not stress over how we thought it would have worked out, but rather do as Paul writes, pray first. Come on and write, pray first. Our natural inclination or our instinct may not be to pray first. 
Our instinct may have been, let me handle it my own way. Our instinct may have been, let me get wise counsel from my close friends and family. Our instinct may have been, let me conduct a cost benefit analysis. Our instinct might have been, let me look at this from all angles to avoid a misstep. Our instinct might have been, let me not do anything because doing nothing is certainly less harmful than exercising faith and doing anything at all. Our instinct may have been to give up because we feel like our time has passed. And Paul writes, and God is saying, pray first. Somebody write, pray first. You see, we might need to just, uh, we might just need a push. And sometimes we might need to push. P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens. Sometimes we need to pray our way in, and sometimes we need to pray our way out. Sometimes we need to pray our way through and sometimes we need to pray our way over. Sometimes we need to pray until something happens. Pray like nobody is watching. Pray like someone's life depends on it. Pray until your space, the atmosphere in your home, on your job, in the car changes. Pray right where you are until your mood changes, until your spirit is lifted. Pray until your perspective on the situation changes. Pray until God gives you a plan of action. Pray until you can see your way clear. Pray until peace overtakes you. Pray like your family depends on it. Pray like your children's lives depend on it. Pray church like your church depends on it because peace is coming. And Paul says after you pray, petition. Someone type petition in the comments. That's point number two. For the Bible says in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. To petition with thanksgiving means to go before God making our requests known. But as we make our requests known, we have to not only come to him with what we desire, but we have to thank him for what he has already done. God, we come before you as humbly as we know how and thankful that you have been a keeper for St. Luke and those that have been and are connected to St. Luke. You have allowed us to see the hand of grace and favor year after year. God, you know the need. God, you know the remodeling that needs to be completed. But God, even though it's not yet complete, we thank you for the church that we already have. God, we thank you for the job, even while we're asking for another. God, we thank you for the provision, even while we're asking for the overflow. God, we petition with thanksgiving for what we already have. Because God, if you don't do anything else, we know that you have given us more than enough. And for that, we are indeed thankful. We know that you uh, have done all that you could do for us, things that we did not earn, but it's by your grace that you have us in this place. And for that, God, we are thankful. We are aligning ourselves through prayer with God, not so that God can hear us because he already knows what we need, but it's so that we can hear his response to our requests. When we pray and petition, we are able to recall the blessing that we may have overlooked. 
And then lastly, as I close, point number three, Paul writes in verse number seven, and the peace of God, that peace surpasses, transcends, goes beyond all of our understanding. It will overtake us so that his peace will guard our hearts. Point number three is the same as the title of this message. Peace is coming. Prayer and petition leads us from panic to peace. Remember the translation of peace that I mentioned in the beginning? Prayer and petition leads us from panic to not only peace, but beyond peace. And it is on the way. What's on the way? Wholeness is on the way. Completeness It's on the way. No more feeling broken and down. No more feeling like there's a void that cannot be completed. Prosperity. It's on the way. Yes, it is. Shalom. Peace. It's on the way. It means that there is prosperity for you. God has to bless you so that he can bless his house. And if our prayer is that the increase is in his house. It must first begin in your house and in your house. Peace is coming and tranquility. It's on the way. Shalom. Peace is coming. Paul concludes our text reminding us, lastly, that peace guards our heart. Peace guards our mind so that when we feel anxious, worried, stressed, here comes peace. And we forget to, when we forget to be thankful, we want our clinch, our fists tighter because we don't believe that he can do it again. We don't believe that he can bless us again and again. Remember, peace guards. Peace has your back. Peace is going to work it out. Peace is coming. That's the good news, church. Peace is coming. Peace, peace, shalom, the Prince of Peace. God is saying the greatest gift that he can give to you in this Advent season is peace. I don't know about you, but I can certainly use some more peace in this season. Peace, it's coming. Let there be peace on earth, Jesus. Lord, I pray, send your peace. Send it, Lord. Peace, peace. The fruit of the spirit, that peace, the mind regulating peace, the heart fixing peace, the one that surpasses all understanding peace. I speak peace over your house and I speak peace over your mind. I speak peace over your family. I speak peace over this church. Peace is coming. And let the blessed people of God say amen. Peace is coming. You may be watching this morning. You've never experienced that peace that I've preached about. It could be that you don't have the right relationship with God. And you're saying, Pastor, what is the right relationship? That is accepting the invitation that Christ himself, Shalom, the Prince of Peace, is your Lord and 
Savior. And so if you want to accept that invitation that I'm offering to you this morning, all you have to do is pray this simple prayer with me. Or if you have given your life to Christ and you want to rededicate your heart to Christ this morning, you can pray this same prayer with me. Come on, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I am sorry. I believe that you were born and I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose and I believe that you're coming back again. I ask you to come into my heart this day so that without a doubt, when I am asked if I am saved, I'll be able to declare with peace on my heart that I am saved, I am saved, I am saved. If you prayed that prayer for the very first or even the second time, I'm inviting you now to send us an email at info at stlukegarland.org or go ahead and put it in the comments and we'll respond right to you so that we can walk this salvation walk with you. Or if you have decided that you want to be a part of this ministry and you want to join, I invite you now to go ahead and send us an email at info at stlukegarland.org and we will walk out this new membership role with you. We want to thank you for joining our church family, but more importantly, we rejoice with the angels for those of you who have given your life to Christ this morning. Hey family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the Word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland, or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.